and welcome to Didian Hawthorne and the In-Between, your place for everything reading and language related. I'm your host, Mackenzie Gentz. Now bookmark that book and let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Hello and herzlich willkommen zu unserem Podcast. Today, today, we will be following Jade the Libra along in her April 2021 book club. I thought it would be fun to take an episode and do someone else's book club as uh, we do a book club essentially every week here on the show. And I thought, why not? I'll follow along with Jay the Libra's April book club and see where that leads us. Jay the Libra is a YouTuber extraordinaire. She has a lot of really just fun content. I like to listen to it while I'm cooking or cleaning. She has a series called Spooky Kitchen, which honestly, her recipes are, I adore them. They are so good. I have made a lot of them myself because she um, has a couple like gluten dairy restrictions that I have also had in the past. So fun all around with <laughs> the spooky themes. Uh, April, I chose April because April is halfway to Halloween month on Jade's channel, which I thought would be really seasonally interesting to interact with. And I have no regrets. I kind of enjoyed the experience of doing some light fun reading for once and getting into, uh, reading someone else's assigned reading for their book club and listening to their comments about it and the way that they present the material, which is fascinating to me. And I think we'll get into later in the podcast some differences between Jade and I's audiences, for example, and the reason why that we present material differently, notwithstanding the different platforms that we are hosting on generally. So I'm going to do this episode in two parts. One is just reviewing the books myself, and then the second part is talking about the way that Jade does her reviews and the way that she presents her content, sets up her book club, um, and some things that I learned from paying more attention to that, and things that I learned from her reviews as well. Let's get into it. So the two books that we will be reviewing are The Witch of Halloween House by Jeff DeGordick and also uh, Spells in the Night by Bryn Hale. Uh, we won't be detailing plot for Spells in the Night and we really won't be talking about it to a great extent because it is Hollow erotica, um, Halloween erotica. And because I want to keep this kid-friendly, I'm going to give you lots of warnings. I'm not going to go into any gory details, all of that. Uh, so look out for that if you have little ears around, but I, as I said, I will not be <laughs> doing too much uh, with regards to that text. So The Witch of Halloween House, it's, a, it's an extremely straightforward plotline. I'm not going to really get into the specifics of the story because... It's so straightforward. It's very predictable. You see all the jump scares coming kind of thing. Um, this is a book, for example, that I would probably read to my kids if they were, you know, an appropriate age for it. Um, it's not that, it doesn't really deal with themes that are too adult, for example. 
Uh, it's about these this little small town. There, in the beginning of the book, there is a witch that whose house get gets burnt down and she dies in the fire and so there's this like haunted burnt house on the top of this hill near this small town these children near halloween start going missing in the town there's like dozens of children that start going missing and there's this general stupor that rests over the town and parents are not looking after these kids xyz and so there are when these kids go missing it's heralded by little symbols that are marked in these places near the site of these kids going missing. So there's like a lasso symbol, different symbols that are like burned into the places where these kids go missing or big events happen. And then there's a gingerbread that gets left behind in the kids wake. And that's sort of the witch's calling card, if you will. As the situation gets worse and worse, there's two main characters, Carmen and Tommy. Carmen is uh, an older girl. She's, I think, in her first or second year of college. And then Tommy is very little, her younger brother. Their father is the head police chief of the town and their mother, um, unfortunately, died in an accident, I believe. And so it's up to Carmen and Tommy to a certain extent to figure out what's going on with this town and how to break the curse of the witch and so they end up in a lot of really interesting scenarios with different adults as they're being controlled by the witch they get chased around by the witch a bunch uh, including one corn maze scene that's very entertaining if I can say so myself and they end up at a tryst and the witch's house and their her burnt house there's sort of a like catacombs basement type area where she's keeping all the children and she's making her witches brew to like become the ultimate witch and they end up there they end up killing the witch all is good the children are freed and then the town happily forgets about everything that has just happened so like i said very straightforward plotline very straightforward characters um, you know, Carmen and her brother, there's a, uh, like, Carmen's enemy, the, you know, just, like, very straightforward, like, um, character slash heroine, and then, like, anti-heroine slash villain, and the characterizations, I will say, is, are also fairly straightforward. Carmen is characterized as somewhat motherly, especially since their mother is not in the picture. Their father is somewhat negligent, but in, like, a an endearing sort of way if you can see the trope that i'm drawing with the police officer and his little family it gives me twilight vibes in a weird sense almost like this police officer dude is similar to charlie in his characterization and then also and jade touches on this in her review really this book is all about symbols and themes so it's more of a like mood than a really intense book of literature. Like I said, it's really straightforward. For me, of course, I like to make things ever more complicated. So as I was reading, I was thinking, you know, this is a really interesting meta discourse about how to write a good story or storytelling in general. And the 
importance of themes and thematic slash mood drawing pictures essentially within the text and to me you know this isn't no offense to the author like I don't want to throw any shade or anything this isn't spectacularly well written it's more of a um easy like coffee table type read um from how I read it it's not sort of like a Joan Diddy and Haruki Murakami like epic <laughs> um but it was interesting in the sense that it was still a good story and it was still en entertaining and engaging. Um, I thought some parts of it were a bit more drawn out than they needed to be, especially in these like long descriptions of different battles and events and things that are happening. Like I think that the thematic content was so strong that those could have been pared down quite a bit uh, in terms of detail and they still would have been effective. So, um, yeah, I just, I thought it was so interesting the kinds of conversations that this book opened up for me about, well, how do you write something that's engaging and what do you need and what work is each of these components, for example, mood and symbolism versus the actual writing style or writing complexity what are each of these things doing for you and for your audience as you're writing and as they are reading? And my question here, and a question that I can only like half answer is, is this book representative of the other books that Jade picks slash reads for the book clubs? And I think that it is not in the sense that there are other cere more cerebral, and she touches on this a bit, more cerebral horror books that I've seen her review that are a bit more adult in terms of their structure, themes, for example, and it also in the writing style. So while I found this to be like a fun, lighthearted read, I didn't enjoy it as much as I would have one of those other cerebral slash more serious horror books. So that's something that, again, is an open-ended question in the sense that I haven't listened to enough of these book reviews to know for sure what the proportion of cerebral, for example, versus just fun fiction she does, but it does seem to me on... Uh, from my experience that there are books that she uh, suggests that are a lot more in engaged and involved. To me, uh, if you all have been following along in the show for last six months or so, you will remember Dreamfall by Amy Plume. Or Plum, still not sure how to pronounce the last name. It, this book is similar to that in the sense that it was just kind of a fun thing to read. It was easy, um, opened up like some very interesting storytelling slash open meta discourse questions, but like still, it you, I, it's hard to read too much into it type thing, <laughs> which honestly, trust me, I tried to read a lot into it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's at a young adult or easier level to read. And again, it's seasonal. It's light. 
All right, so I'm gonna touch a little bit on the next selection, which is Spells in the Night by Bryn Hale. It's on a Halloween erotica, which is just fascinating to me. So, and this is the point, by the way, at which you should shuffle all children out the door. Uh, I'm not gonna be, like I said, talking at it about it um, to the extent that I would mark this episode as explicit, but in, other, in any case, let's continue erotica in general has become this like female-led female forward genre and i'm sympathetic to it in that regard i find it really fascinating uh, from a language perspective to look at the kinds of gender and sexuality themes that erotica grapples with and the way that those are presented through language this erotica um, is somewhat traditionalist in scope. There's like very traditional gender norms at play here. Very traditional, like, I don't want to say like hunter-prey dynamic, but you know what I mean as I say that. I'm not well-versed in erotica, by the way. I did take a course on language and sexuality, so the extent to which I'm talking about it now is pretty much the extent we learned to that in that course. Um, and I think, you know, for me, the biggest thing with fiction like this is being critical with it. And of course, like, again, this is not maybe the main thing that this erotica is dealing with. But for me, as a linguist, as someone who's critical about what they read and what they take in, I ask questions like, what does this text reinforce stereotypically about gender about for example sexuality and for me i do care about those critical lenses that you can put on anything even something that you read for fun and it just depends on you and your experience if you want to read this for fun go ahead be my guest it was very interesting uh and if you want to read this critically like I did, and if you want to look at, okay, how are they constructing these power dynamics, for example, in the relationships, then you can also do that. Um, and again, just asking questions of what work is this doing? And why is this, you know, hot or not hot or erotic or not erotic? There's lots of different ways that you can approach a text like this outside of just reading it for some form of leisure and I don't think that necessarily um, this was offered as an option for people to just you know um, read for any sort of pleasure for example it's sort of just a it seems to me like a joke or like a fun thing to do on halfway to Halloween month All right, let's get into Jade the Libra and her like review summation of this. So I, I really am interested in the way that Jade has set up her book club. I think it's really interesting and I think that it makes for a lot of good content uh, in terms of especially gearing all that content towards her audience and things that they're interested in too. Sort of the intersection, if you will, between her niche and the audience's niche. Um, so 
there's a book club poll that goes out on the community tab for this month since it was uh, halfway to Halloween in April. There was both the regular book and the erotica poll, so usually there's only one poll. She was pulling up questions of do I want to do this you know, continuously with the erotica or not? That is a question that is open uh, to that, that particular community. Um, but there is a poll on the community tab for people to vote and the audience's vote on books is what happens, what, uh, which book happens. So there's usually two or three um, options for the book for every month and the audience gets to vote and that's the book that they end up reading for the series. Jade makes a video to accompany that community poll that is usually about 10 to 15 minutes long depending that introduces both books and shows people where to get them how you know talks about if they sound interesting to her off the bat just does general commentary without having read the books and introduces them and that's at the beginning of the month there is also a video of course after so at the end of the month after she has read the books and she talks about them at length and reviews them. There's a sort of general plot synopsis that she does to begin the discussion and then she allows people who haven't read the books yet to go off and read the books before finishing the rest of the video if they so choose. This, I must add, interject here, is very different from our style of review on the channel. We typically give as many spoilers as we find necessary to do an analysis of the text, whatever that text may be. Uh, Jade keeps it very open and very general for a lot of her audience. She's very spoiler conscious, which I think definitely suits her audience and her purposes very, very well as our method <laughs> suits our audience and our purposes well as well. So in terms of my thoughts about Jade's review and her the way that she does her book club in general, I have really enjoyed following along. I think it is a really fun thing to admire an influencer and to be able to engage with them with an added source or text or artifact or whatever you want to call it um, and have sort of like a common ground or an added common ground between the two of you. Um, she does a really good job of doing her overview without spoilers and as I said, the differing audiences, she's really, seems like she's really intentional about how she presents these books, uh, especially considering her audience. Uh, she definitely pinpoints all of the same things generally that I picked up on in the book and so it's kind of nice to have some common ground there of, okay, I am getting some of the same things as she is from this book. Uh, she definitely talks a lot about how it's mood and theme based, how there's like symbols or vibes to help transport you to Halloween, which was the whole goal of happy, uh, halfway to Halloween month. Um, she describes this book as a quote, escape, an easy read experience, unquote, that's at minute 435 of the video linked at relevanceofliterature.com slash notes under the show notes for this episode. Um, she talks about like 
occasions to read this book, which I really enjoyed. I thought that was a really good part of her review. Um, and she talks about, for example, reading this book during finals week. I would have so enjoyed reading this book during finals week now that uh, she mentioned it. <laughs> and so she definitely is very attuned to the different circumstances that this book would be enjoyable, for example. Um, she does talk about larger thematic tropes within the horror genre, and I don't know if I would classify this book as horror per se because it is so easy and not as cerebral as she mentions, but um, she definitely does like a cross comparison between other books in her book club that they have read, and she says that horror books often start with something sad or dramatic that really lures you in so that you can start the ball rolling really well. She says that at minute 656. Um, and I liked that cross comparison across her book club. And I think that's something that also helps create a community aspect of this book club, especially since it's very one directional, um, at least in terms of the video standpoint. There are a lot of people who leave comments uh, about the book, about their experience, about her review, all of the different topics that are wrapped up into the book club videos, but there are definitely people who can relate based on her comments to previous book clubs if they are returning or recurring members. I also really enjoyed how she does different discussions every month. It's not one discussion copy-pasted onto each month's video. She really does tailor her discussions, as we do on this show, to the different books that she reads and ends up doing. Um, she doesn't do a play-by-play -play for this particular book, which I found to be a good move, just because, again, it's so stereotypic, it's so... Uh, straightforward that a play-by-play -play would actually take away from the review because if you actually ended up going back and reading the book there's not much to get from it, <laughs> it unless you needed the mood or something like that in in your life in this halfway to Halloween season so I actually really enjoyed a lot of her decisions with the discussion that she led also she just has this natural communicative ability to be humorous when it's appropriate and to summarize and storytell in a really engaging way and that's something that I definitely took away from uh, her reviews and the way that she presented these books. Even not having read them, she was still able to make an engaging first overview and video of them, which is very impressive <laughs> in my opinion. And she finally brought something up about this book that I hadn't thought about really, and it was that she enjoyed the ending of the book. And I, again, hadn't thought about it for my review. I wrote my review before I watched uh, her video purposefully. And after listening to her talk about the ending and talk about things that she really enjoyed in it, uh, and also things that she was annoyed with in it, I realized that the ending was really effective. I did really enjoy it. And that's another aspect to look at in terms of how to tell an effective story, how conclusive or how many threads you are able to tie up in your ending versus leave open and why you choose to do uh, the tying up or the leaving open. 
again, I'm going to do a really short section on the erotica. Not much to comment on in terms of this because her section was also quite short, I think rightfully so. Um, she did not like this erotica. It was not working for her. She says this at 17 minutes through the video. She comments on a uh, medicine tactic element, I think, about how it was kind of difficult to get into. Um, she wasn't really con convinced of the main character's connection, which, you know, that, that varies person to person. She didn't like the use of the term sweetheart in the book. I think that probably has to do with some sort of power dynamics slash probably cultural elements, if I'm not mistaking, um, in terms of representing different uh, identities. And... She made it entertaining. <laughs> Ultimately, she didn't really discuss the book so much as make it entertaining for her and for the rest of the audience, including me. I was entertained. She kind of popcorns around to these cheesy parts with this great cheesy music in the background. This is at minute 1907. Um, she's laughing. She's, you know, having a drink. She's having such a fun time with this. And so did I, honestly, listening to this review. Um, yeah, there were a couple parts of the erotica that was that were quite cringy. Uh, namely, the main character's name is Karen. There's the sweetheart thing. There's lots going on with it. If you want to know more about the erotica without reading it, please go to the video linked at relevanceofliterature.com slash notes under the show notes for this episode, and you can watch that directly from Jade. I think she does a much better job than I ever could of looking at this hollow erotica. Overall, I found this to be an extremely insightful experience looking at someone else's book review and book club and how they demonstrate these different texts to their audience. <laughs> I found it to be so engaging and a really worthwhile experience. Please check out Jade's channel, all linked by, like I said, I'll link it down below and at the show notes. And if you would like to read these two books, the titles of those are also in the show notes of the podcast. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your attention. Take care, and I will see you next week. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to hear more from us, we've done everything from Shakespeare to Dracula. There really is a show and a series for everyone, so I'd recommend checking out our website at relevanceofliterature.com under the ongoing series tab for links to our entire back catalog of episodes, as well as any current goings-on of our show. If you are looking for even more content, we also have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash relevanceofliterature. Thank you so much for your support, and we'll see you next time.